It's time for another episode of Man vs. Marriage with me, the Q-Dog, Coach Rita. Hello. Jeannie, my lovely wife, is in the studio. She just waved. And then <laughs> Ashley, the producer. Yes, we're here again, and uh, we are excited to get into this episode because this is going to be about my love language and my wife's love language and where we go from here. So... Here's a recap, and I've only got three to five seconds to do this here because Coach Rita has a pencil, and she knows how to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, In the last episode, we talked about my love languages, how they switched. Now, I am quality time, acts of service, physical touch, uh, words of affirmation, and receiving gifts. That's how I stack up as opposed to words of affirmation were first. Now, um, I want to bring Jeannie, my wife, up here to the microphone so that she can talk about, her and Rita can talk for a few minutes about what Jeannie's love languages are. You've heard all my mistakes and how dumb I've been in the past, um, assuming I know what Jeannie wants for her love languages. But this time, like I told her yesterday, let's not make the same mistake. Let's get some coaching on what does it look like to you for your new set of love languages. So now. So we're going to do this real time live Real time. Coaching. Real time live. Okay. This is what you're going to get. And I couldn't be more excited. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> please welcome to the stage, oh gosh, the one, the only, America, the world's most gorgeous woman, <laughs> Jeannie Moran. And the crowd goes, whoa. Oh, there's a song I wanted to sing. <laughs> no, you've done enough. Thank you. If you all knew how many voices actually lived in that head. Wow. <laughs> uh, so you remember yours six years I do. ago? Okay. Um, my number one was quality time. Okay. Number two was, um, oh, no, I have to think. See, I had it a second ago. Let's see, it was quality time. Then it was um, affirmation. Okay. Then it was physical touch, mm-hmm. service, and then um, gifts is last. Gifts. Okay. This time, I don't know the numbers on all of them from last time, but this time, my first one is physical touch, and it was 11 out of 30 points. Uh, number two is quality time, and it is tied with number three as um, affirmation. And then the last two stayed the same. Oh, okay. So my top three completely, well, my first two, my, my top two and three, the first time we did it, were tied also. I remember you and I having a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he has a point when he was talking about his surgeries and the things that he went through, we lost. Now my quality time was met because he was... I was taking care of him. Right. So we were always in conversation. We were always talking about Mm -hmm. things. Everything was very open. And he was home, what, six months out of the entire year because he was down and had so many surgeries. Right. Um, So my quality time was was pretty much met. Mm -hmm. But with him being in the hospital, with him having the ileostomy bag and the drainage bags and the different things that he went through... I was limited on what kind of contact we could have physically. Right. 
And I didn't realize how much I need those things. But if you remember while he was going through that, that's when I started having anxiety and panic attacks. And I hadn't had those since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But I kind of started realizing, um, obviously using my dog, that I needed that contact. Right. I didn't think about this till he and I started kind of going back through this, going, how in the heck did all this change? But I needed the dog to weigh on me. I needed the weight to calm me. I needed to know I was secure. Mm-hmm. What do I need the most out of him? I need to feel protected. I need to feel secure. Right. So not having that connection with him being sick for so long. Mm-hmm. And then even when he came home, he couldn't lay in my bed with me. He had to sleep in a recliner for almost a full year. Right. So our normal was completely flipped. I, I went back through it as we were talking about it. And it's like, I slept in your shirts. I wore your jacket every day because it smelled like you. I slept on your pillows. I didn't realize at the time what I was craving. Right. But now that we're going back through it and you we're seeing, see it. it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. things have changed. Um, I still need my quality time. Being, um, I know it's number two, but it's still something that's extremely important to me. Right. Being that I have the kids and all the other stuff, I need to be 100% center of his focus for some time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, he'll tell you, I start getting really wicked really fast because I'm, I'm off. Right. I'm not, I'm not being met somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that that was becoming his. So when we went back over the book conversation... It made so much more sense as to why he was so affected by me sitting in a chair, but I'm, I'm there, but I'm not there. Right. But it was never his need before. It was mine. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I'm cool. You're here. I'm here. We're good. I didn't realize, and neither did he at the time, that he needed me to be there and engaged with everything, where I could be sitting in a chair and holding his hand, and I'm perfectly, perfectly content. Okay. Right. So, yeah, it's been an interesting flip. So now we're at the stage of we need to renegotiate some things because yes, you do. our absolutes and our non-negotiables have now come to a crossroads. It's not necessarily that we can't have what we have, mm-hmm. but now we have to figure out how do we incorporate the changes in what we had. And both of us looked at each other and went, I have no clue. That's why I texted you yesterday. <laughs> so... We, we don't know where to start with this. As far as um, yours is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And it is so funny how circumstances changes everything. Because um, I remember talking to you guys in regards to even trying to get away with eight kids and babysitting situations and, and um, just trying to have just your own time whether it be quality time or physical touch I mean it's it's finding those moments in between I just want to clarify something and I think Jeannie you'll you can help me with this because I think when people think of physical touch their mind ultimately goes to um um sex physical touch means sex and and that is in the category, but it's not the main focus of physical touch. And I think a lot of people think that um, um, if you have physical touch, then that means all you want is sex. And that is not true. No. 
So I just want to put that out there for those of you who think that physical touch, that's all that it means. I can give you an example. Yes. When he and I go to bed, our routine is, it doesn't matter if we go to bed together or if he goes to bed first, but when I get in the bed next to him, I need to be held. Mm-hmm. Until I fall asleep, he'll hold me. Once I'm asleep, he moves. Right. And that's fine. But I need that comfort to know I'm safe enough, I can sleep, and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I used to think of it as a weakness, and then I realized I just need to know I'm safe. Right. Everything else that goes on in our house, I have to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, when he comes home, if he comes into the kitchen, I get the first kiss. He does it. He'll hug the kids. He'll, you know, give them a squeeze, whatever. But I get the first kiss because I need to know I'm primary. Right. Um, when we go someplace and we're in a crowd, he always has his hand on my back or some form of touch to let me know that he's next to me. I don't do well in crowds. I don't like to be center of attention. I don't like to have people watching me. But if he's next to me and I feel like I'm secure and it's simple, all he has to do is touch my back, touch my shoulder, hold my hand, even in the car, he reaches over and he's really good at holding my hand when we drive. I just need to know you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm here. You're acknowledging that I'm here. It seems so simple, but I mean, something as simple as somebody rubbing their fingers across your cheek changes your mood so fast. Yep. Because for me, it, it lets me know he's looking at me, mm-hmm. not what's going on around us, not what maybe my attitude was 10 seconds ago, but he's looking at me to let me know, okay, I'm right here. Right. And I it got you. It, it just lets me <laughs> drop my guard a little mm-hmm. bit because, you know, you're, I'm a mom of eight. He can come to the door and I can be pissed off at any given moment. <laughs> and he just walks into the wrath and it's like, welcome home to the tornado. Right. Which is your wife, not the kids. And it just takes a second for him to touch me in a certain way. And my whole body just relaxes. Okay, he's home. Yep. I'm done. The The sex side of it is is another aspect, which obviously is a connection we need. But it's not something that I don't crave that near as much as I crave just knowing You've got me. The touch. The, the Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people do that, <clears throat> myself included. But it was... It's what we're trained on, mm-hmm. I think, is that guys want one thing, so this is what this means. Right. And having girls, it has been an experience <laughs> to be able, but it's nice to be able to have that ability now that we've learned this stuff to tell them. Right. Yeah, okay, teenage boys, they do have one thing on their mind, but if you can get past that, right, there's more to this. Than there's that. a depth to it. Well, and they watch him. Mm-hmm. They're watching him as an example. I'm like, this is what I want you to look right, for. Right. And that I think that's what helps a lot when it comes to that perspective. So where where do you guys think you are at, like as far as understanding each other with with quality time? I mean, do you do you understand what that looks like for each other? Because I think you explained it well, Jeannie, as far as your physical touch and what it is that and how it is that you're responding when Quincy does certain things. So hopefully Quincy was listening to, to what it was, how you were expressing. This is what me, this is what it means to me. This is, this is how I feel safe. And, and for you feeling safe is, is that's how I need to be loved. That's how I know I'm safe. Safe to you is love. And remember what I said in the last episode, what, what love means to one person 
doesn't mean that to another person, but, but for you, safety is a huge thing. And that's something for you, Quincy, to click in on that because it, at all cost, in order for her to feel loved, in order for her to feel cherished, to speak her language is to understand that all those, um, acts that you do makes her feel safe. Yeah. And hopefully I have this part right. And if not, please coach me up. But the anchor for her that she needs, and it's funny I'm using the word anchor, what she needs to thrive is certainty. Yes. And that certainty that she feels safe Mm -hmm. is what my physical touch provides for her. Exactly. Um, I just don't want to, I don't want to miss anything. So... (laughs) You know, you don't want to define it for yourself. <laughs> right. That's yes. what I, that's what I don't want to do. Right. So if there, if there's any tips based on, and, and her and I talked about this yesterday. Um, so, so we could, and when we started talking about it, it's like, oh, oh geez, I think we need Rita to help us kind of, kind of tease this out of us or flesh this thing out mm-hmm. to give us maybe a few ideas so that we so we got some outside perspective on what it looks like. Cause I know what quality time was before. Right. But now that it, it may be the same, but now that physical touch has become such a big need for her, mm-hmm. does quality time look the same? And sometimes it's the, the hardest questions to answer are the ones about yourself. Yes. You know? And, and so I don't know exactly what quality time means to me. Um, I, I always use the phrase, you know, being present in the moment. Right. That, that to me is the best way I can define it to say, you know, whether wherever we are, just making sure that I have your attention. So, it, so I feel like you care that I'm there and I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I think that's very important to you as I see the um, metamorphosis per se happening with you guys. I see that more of an importance to you to know that Jeannie's presence in your life shows value to you Mm -hmm. for you that she's paying attention to what it is that you're saying She's going to the clouds with you um, in, in those moments that you want to, to go and, and dream big and, and explore what's the possibilities, the unlimitless life that you could possibly live. You want her to be so present to, to where it is and how it is that you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not ignoring you it's not being distracted it's and that's hard in your house (laughs) with all your kids but in those moments that you are together that you give your undivided attention to him because sometimes it's going to be hard because you're going to have to keep remember or telling yourself quality time is his love language it's not words of affirmation because sometimes it's easier to go there than to give time. It's easier to really say really quick, hey, baby, look good in that and go your way instead of putting everything down, making yourself still and being present to, to the moment of where he's at. 
sometimes it takes a lot more work per se than just words of affirmation because that's something that you learned through this time for him that you knew my words are valuable. They still are, Mm -hmm. but they're not high on the mark anymore where your time, like your undivided attention, which you should know because quality time, what it was and still is one of your primary um, languages. So you could kind of say, okay, I know I need to get rid of all the distractions and be present to the moment because you know how that feels like to not have somebody engaged to you or, or like really paying attention to what it is that you're saying or whatever the moment is. So, but in the same token, you can't say, well, because this worked for me, this is going to work for him. Right. So the, the most important thing is to communicate. What does that look like? Like, what does that mean to me? What do I need to feel loved in the quality time is it you and I going out back, building a big old bonfire and just having heart-to-heart talks while the kids are hopefully fast asleep? You know, because mm-hmm. we, were, we were talking about that, how you guys are going to have to get creative in, in, in your quality time, in, in those intimate times, because you guys are running into um, either babysitting issues or whatever it may be. Um, it's, it's really getting creative in those moments. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to really do some soul searching Quincy to really be able to say, what is it that I need? I know what she needed for quality time, but what is it that I'm needing for quality time? What does that look like as far as, is it the, is it the connection of deep conversation? You know, you answer that. You have to be the one to answer that, to define that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I know for certain, just listening to you and just the different conversations that we've been having, it is definitely your quality time is undivided attention. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, sure does. It does. And, you know, one thing I didn't think about in... Um in the uh, whole grand scheme of things on the last episode that I'm just thinking about now um, is through all those surgeries, we had like 70 grand in water damage in our house. Oh, that's right. I so we, about that. yeah. So we had to, we, the 10 of us and the three dogs had to go live in a hotel. I remember that, you know, during that time. And we all got a lot closer. And then the way that we had them um, the way we had the contractor, redo the kitchen was to make an eight foot granite table and every nearly every night you know we were at the table as a family right having quality time together and you know if i could just stop you Mm -hmm. i just remember that six years ago was a huge thing for you guys right huge thing like that was like an absolute is that family time isn't that funny how you like say these things and then you go back in time. It's like, well, yeah, that's what you guys want it. Yeah. And and the trip is, I'm glad you brought that up. The, the trip is, is that the norm before that was for us to sit in front of the TV and eat and watch TV. Right. And then when we changed it and we're like, Hey, you guys want to watch a movie? No, we want to sit around the table and, and eat in the new house. We don't have that. Oh, that's right. We don't have a table that'll fit us all. Right. We don't, we don't have 
that daily quality time. Everything is divided because we only have a small place, right? Uh, a small living room, and you know, so yeah, I think undivided. I think you're right on the money there mm-hmm. with the quality time being undivided attention. Um, so thank you for that. Because I mean, I know the wrong answer to quality time for her. <laughs> go to the movies. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> Let's go. We love going to the movies, but that's not quality time. Mm. She needed me and myself to be there in the moment. Right. To hold her hand, look into her eyes, Mm -hmm. let her talk to me about whatever talking needed to be done. Right. Um, And it's funny that I became, I I got so good at it maybe that I became it. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Right. But uh, it's interesting. So that, that is what I wanted out of this episode is for you to coach us through and that, so that's very good. Um, that's why you are soon to be a multimillionaire. You are funny. You get the big bucks. So Jeannie, it, in remembering that, it's undivided attention. So it's putting the phone down, it's putting the kids away, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know what I mean? It's, it's really making a fourth effort of your undivided attention of what, he's about to say to you um, might cause a little um, speed bumps for you, but you can work through it really fast. You, you'll be able to, to work through it um, because I think sometimes there's a lot of uncertainty because of just of Quincy's personality and, and that's okay. And that's so okay because um, when he wants your undivided attention more than not, He's wanting your support. You know, he's he's wanting you to um, listen to his dreams, listen to his crazy ideas, and um, you're going to be okay in it. You'll you'll be able to maneuver yourself through that. I think it'll be. It's not an issue for me to give him the quality time. I think the the obstacles for us are. Um, you know, dealing with autism and, and yes, the ups and downs that that brings. I mean, spending all the nights in Kiki's room, we finally made an adjustment with that, but I'm struggling with it because now the kids are taking some of that burden from me so that I can have time, but I'm struggling with the guilt of it because she's my responsibility. Right. Um, so it's just, it's getting me used to being okay with giving up a little bit of the control that I have mm. on things in the house so that I can give him what he needs. Quality time my way is to get away from the house. Exactly. I have to get away from the chaos right. or I can't I can't be vulnerable in that place. Right. I have to be away from everything around me, no distractions. He doesn't need that. He can at the drop of a hat, I need to talk to you and everything just comes out. So, it's a little different it's balancing it. I think a lot of it too looking back at the hotel, you're right because certainty was definitely not there. <laughs> You were in a hospital and we were, I was arguing with doctors because at one point we didn't know if you were going to make it out. Right. You know, they were talking to me like this is life or death and we can't do surgery. It's like, well, if it's life or death, you're going to do surgery. Mm-hmm. I've got eight kids and I'm not doing this by myself. Right. Um, but a lot of that. And then as soon as he came out, it's like, hey, let's, we need a car. Right. Say what? Now you're jacking with the money. You know, it's just so many different things that came up, even buying the house. It was, that was just a cluster for me, Mm -hmm. huge, but we still hadn't settled. 
he had been out of the hospital. He had been working his job. Everything had come into full swing, but he and I had never taken time to come to the table and air out the grievances or just clear the dust for a minute and go, okay, we, we Where found, did we land? <laughs> well, we did this. I remember doing this with you in the beginning, and I don't know why we didn't do it this time around. And it's probably something that we're going to need to do. When we first started meeting with you, Gracie and Hannah went in the hospital at the same time. Yes, I remember that. And when you got two kids in the hospital, one's in ICU and one's down on the regular floor, and one parent has to work, the other six kids are at home, you've got babysitters on rotation, and I'm stationary at UCLA. Mm-hmm. My whole world combusted big time. So did his. But we never, once everything was said and done, we never went back to talk about where are you? How are you? Yeah. Okay. The kids are healthy. The kids are fine. We're back to life. He's back to work. Bills are getting paid. Things are moving. And we went back into just surviving. Right. We were married. We were doing good. We were still meeting with you. We were still doing our homework. Everything was fine. But then as things started coming up more in the sessions, it's like, holy cow, dude, we need to back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that this time. You came out, went right into your job, and five months later, here you are. (laughs) I'm reading books, and you're not getting your time, and we're having this disconnect, and now here we are going, okay, so I guess we need to clear the dust. (laughs) Right? Right. We just, we never went back to where are we at ground zero. And now that we've done this, it's like. It, it just opens your eyes to see how, how it is in life is so fast. Like things happen so fast. And a lot of times we wonder to ourselves, like, how did we get here? It's like, cause nobody pressed pause. Yeah. Nobody pressed pause to say, wait a second. Like we need to backtrack a little bit because life happened so fast and so many circumstances took place. I got my feelings hurt here. Yeah. And I'm carrying it into here or I was disappointed here and I'm carrying it into the relationship now instead of pausing and saying, wait a second, I need to heal this part of me right here or I need to understand this a little bit better because life was happening so fast and I was only doing what I could in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And then we don't, we don't, we don't stop and, and just go back. And I'm not saying like live in that moment. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, let's, let's go back and say, okay, these things affected me and I never dealt with it. Cause if you don't go back and deal with it, you're just going to bring it into your today and you don't want to do that. Well, and being a mom and being so busy, it is very easy for me to slip into my daily. Yes. I can move right into my routine and go, okay, when the kids leave, I can go have my good cry. I'll get it out of my system. By the time he gets home, I'll be fine. I'll be I won't good. have to worry about it right. and move on and never go back for a second thought to say, okay, yeah, we need to address this until right. something comes up and it affects him. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back and it's like, Rapid. Okay, so I can I look can I go deeper? Yes, you have permission. Do I have permission to go deeper? Okay, I just want to ask you see. this question. If safety means so much, like cuz over and over I keep hearing you say it's all about you being safe. It's all about um Quincy making you feel safe. So my question to you is what is it that happened that makes you always feel on guard 
of not being safe. The house I lived in. Okay, so so the events that took place in childhood are still dictating to you today because back then those things weren't weren't um met. healed, met, <laughs> needs gone unmet, um being in a very um you know, just a difficult situation mm-hmm. that by you not releasing and, and going back and saying, or reminding yourself that your current home and where you're at and what it is that Quincy brings to the table isn't your home when you're a child. This is a whole different circumstance. This is a whole different arena that you live in now that your house is a safe place because that's what Quincy has created for you. The atmosphere that he brings, that what it is that he's bringing to the table for you. That you can't say that what you lived in back when you were a child is the same of what you're living in today, unless it is. It's not, um, but the fears are similar. Mm-hmm. And the things that we've dealt with, the things that we've gone through with the kids, um, almost losing a few of them, the things, almost losing him. Mm-hmm. All of that for me was like tailspin back to what I grew up in. Right. Um, it was real easy back then. People walked away. Mm-hmm. Family walked away because things were too difficult. Um, friends walked away because things were too difficult. We had triplets. Same thing happened. Family walked away. Friends walked away. Mm-hmm. We're too many. We're too much. And that's... So it's the same verbiage that you're hearing yep. when you were little. This is too much. It's... We can't handle it. It's yep. it's what all the people were saying to you. You're hearing that's those same voices today that... Yep. Having triplets, you're too much. Having but knowing. Kids. <laughs> But knowing that to him, I'm not too much. The kids are not too much. That when we get into something, um, even when it's medical with one of the kids, I mean, the, the recent one with Sophie, both of us went into an automatic, okay, this is what we do. Right. But this time it was different because his first response was to come to me, settle down. This is not Hannah. This is not what we went through before. This mm-hmm. is totally different and make sure that, I was safe mm-hmm. and then I could proceed and I was totally fine right. doing whatever needed to be done. Whereas before I never even gave him the option. This is happening. You need to get out of my way and you need to let me handle it because I had to know everything was okay. I had to have control of it. Right. Little by little, I'm starting to let him have more control. And I think the safety helps me do that. Being able to know I'm safe lets me be a little more vulnerable and say, okay, you know what? Just go do it. I don't know if it's safe or if it's to say that I matter. Yeah, could be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That it's not, I have to feel safe, like protect it, like guard it, like. Care for. Exactly. I, I matter. And, and how I feel and what I'm going through right now matters yep. to me. And I need to know that you know that and that I feel that. And yep. I think because safe is a good way to say safe. Like that's a safe thing mm-hmm. to say. 
instead of saying, I'm really vulnerable right now and I need to know that I'm valued in this moment. How I'm feeling because there's tragedy that is happening around me and I need to know how I feel and, and what I'm thinking is valued because it wasn't when I was five, six, seven, yeah. eight, how I was feeling, how things were happening in my home. It wasn't valued. No one paid attention. No one um, made note of it. It was just, Jeannie, you just do whatever it is you need to do to work yourself through it. Yeah, I was always last mm-hmm. and I'm still last. You and I have had that conversation. I buy food. I buy it in sets of eight. Right. And then I buy what he needs. But then when it comes down to it and I start going through stuff. It's, it's like, like, where's my stuff? I forgot somebody. You know, it's it's always that way. It's mm-hmm. going back to gifts, going back to the stuff that we do. Yeah, I, I want nothing more than to go to Kings Games with him for quality time. But then when we look at the cost of the tickets, dude, I could buy five right. outfits for three kids on that amount of money. Right. So it's it's always putting me last Mm -hmm. and that's I think that's what it is is knowing I matter enough that I'm okay to be first right I'm allowed to be first Mm -hmm. never had that right and it's that's a that's a big thing to walk through to come from this to what you want to become it's giving yourself permission to do it Mm -hmm. and you being okay with it not shaming no guilt no nothing saying this is what it is that I need to be the best mom to be the best wife to be the best best friend or whatever it may be so Quincy you know now it's not so much the safety of it than the value of she's it's a value that she feels value. That physical touch brings that value to her. It brings that um, I'm important, I matter, um, how I feel, what I think, my opinions are important. Does that make sense? So that's just my own, you know, take on trying to dig a little bit deeper on you feeling safe. Is it safe? It's safe to say safe, but is it just being vulnerable to say, I need to be valued. I need to know that I matter. Yeah. That's good stuff. I hope you all enjoyed that. <laughs> I think you could all kind of put yourself in that place, in that yeah. position. And I just want to thank Jeannie for um, allowing allowing me to go deeper, allowing me to go, you know, and giving me permission to do that because I think just her being vulnerable will help so many people um, who are listening out there that, you know, people want to know that they matter. People want to know that they're valued and that they have um, meaning and, and what they feel and what they think means something. Right. Absolutely. And that you said it so well there that I really, there's nothing needed for me to add to that. It was a, it was an awesome moment. And like you, I, I thank you, honey, for putting yourself out there and thank you, Rita, for taking the challenge in the moment, um, to kind of help us get off on the right foot to redefining this new us after this time because it's important we can't keep doing the old things right um that are outdated we have to come into the now Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I felt like this was important for us to do. Right. And it was risky because you never know. You don't. You don't know what you're going to get on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was real. It was completely authentic. Yes. And uh, and I thought it was I thought it was amazing. So great job, team. So uh, maybe you had an aha moment there for yourself, and uh, you'd like to share it with us. Email us, coach at manvsmarriagepodcast.com. That's coach at manvsmarriagepodcast.com. Or connect with us on Facebook, and that is facebook.com at manvsmarriage. Check us out. So until next time, this is your Man vs. Marriage podcast team saying Roll Tide.